hidden there. Even Ahle Qum don't even know where they're hidden. Ahle Najaf don't know where they're hidden, but they're hidden. Ayatollah Bahchat says, in Najaf. When Imam Khomeini asked him, what do you think of Najaf? And in fact, what do you think of Qum? And in fact, when Ayatollah Abdul Karim Kashmiri was asked, what do you think of Qum? He said, it's not Najaf. Not the present day Najaf, the Najaf of the 50s and the 40s. What was that Najaf? The one Ayatollah Bahchat said, there were 60 to 70 different Orafah with different Karamat. Not the same, different. Each one of them different. When he was asked then, what was different about them? He says, in the month of Ramadan, if you can find even one student within the Hausa who can do this, let me know. There were 70 students in the Hausa who would recite Surah Baqarah in the first verse and Ala Imran in the second verse, second units of prayers. And in the dua, they would recite by heart dua Abu Hamza Thamali. He said that these were those ulama who would stand there all night reciting this two units of prayer. That's the power of those ulama who were there. Today you don't find that. As one teacher once said, as materialism increases, spirituality decreases. Who is this Ayatollah Bahjit then when he first came? Student of Sayyid Ali Qadi. They say, in fact, one of the students of Ayatollah Bahjit said, he said, when Ayah Bahjit used to go at night time into the Sahan of Amir al-Mu'mineen and do wudu, a light used to shine from the heavens at night time to light up the Sahan so that he can do wudu. It was then that Allama Tabatabai and other people met Ayatollah Bahjit. He guided many people. So this Ayatollah Bahjit, when his father found out that he was with Sayyid Ali Qadi, he was about 18 years old. And at that moment, somebody wrote a letter to say, your son has gone into Sufism. He's become a Sufi. So his father got upset, angry, writes a letter and he says, my son, it is haram for you to go to Sayyid Ali Qadi. It is haram for you to do anything which is mustahab or anything which is more than just your wajibat. The letter comes, the letter comes to Ayatollah Bahjid. If you want to see a true disciple, this is a true disciple. Not the disciples like we are. Many people turn around to Ayatollah Bahjid and said, Sayyid Ali Qadi is a spiritual master, but it's the way of Allah. But if you f lose this opportunity, how are you going to get to Allah? What about Marifah? You know what Ayatollah Bahjid turns around and says? He goes to Sayyid Ali Qadi. He says, Sayyid, what should I do? Sayyid turns around and says, whose taqlid you do? He says, Abul Hassan Isfahani. He says, go and ask Abul Hassan Isfahani. He doesn't say, ask me. He says, go and ask Abul Hassan Isfahani. He goes to Abul Hassan Isfahani. Abul Hassan Isfahani says, according to my fatwa, it's haram for you. You have to obey your father. It is much money to obey your father. Ayatollah Bahjad doesn't argue then. He says, wassalam to Sayyid Ali Qadi. He stops everything, even the mustahabats. He stops everything other than the wajib prayers. But he makes a decision and he says to him one thing. He says, for as long as my father is alive, I will not talk. I will silence my tongue. I will not say anything. For four years he didn't speak. And within these four years, over 20 karamat were developed. That when he closed his eyes, he could be in Najaf and Qum and Mashhad and Medina and Mecca simultaneously. That is a marajah who died in 2009. We're not going back a thousand years, my friends. You have the ability to do that if only you understand your potential. You have the ability, I have the ability, we all have the ability to do that. I think Ayatollah Bachar is exceptional. He's a normal person like me and you. He wasn't born into the family of the Ahl al-Bayt, right? Exception. What makes you the exception? The heart of a person makes you exceptional. What makes you exception? The ability that say the Shahada's love gives you. What is the one thing when the sixth Imam was asked, when you talk about Safina Tun Najad, he said, you talk about Sayyidul Shuhada, are you not all Safina Tunna? He says, yes, we are all Safina Tunna, but no one thing. 
Sayyidah Shuhada's ship sells very fast. Now look at Sayyidah Ali Qaldin, look at his story. From this story you'll begin to understand exactly the power of Sayyidah Shuhada. This is Sayyidah Ali Qaldin, for 40 years did spiritual exercises, for 40 years he did not even see a dream. He did not see any Mukashifa, he did see nothing whatsoever, there was no breakdown. But one thing Sayyidah Ali Qaldin did, one of the things was that he persevered. No one thing within the spiritual pathway, you must persevere, you must continue, regardless of whether you see results straight away or not, Allah is testing you. For 40 years, he struggled and struggled and struggled until that point comes. He says, I went into the harm of Abul Fadl Abbas to pray Maghrib prayers. He used to pray Maghrib there in Isha in the harm of Sayyidul Shuhada. He says, as I stood and I said, Allahu Akbar for my Maghrib, 40 years I had waited for this moment, all of a sudden I see reality begins to open up. I can see all of reality in front of me. I can see all the dimensions in front of me. I can see all of the tajalliyat of Allah. I can see all of the, he says, I felt weak. I didn't know what to do. I finished my prayers. I put my head back. I stretched my legs out. I could see all of this opening up in front of me. He says, I can't go to say the Shuhada. If Abbas can do this, what can say the Shuhada do? He says, I can't go now. He went back home, finished his prayer. He said, that night, Allah revealed everything upon me. That's when he became Sayyid Ali Qadi, that Sayyid Ali Qadi we talk about. If there's anything that you can learn from this lesson today, control your tongue. Control your tongue. Be one of those people who controls their tongue. You know what it says in another tradition? It says that apart from our nation, the other nations had to fast by closing their tongue. Maryam, what happened? She gives birth to a child, right? There's no father there. What would you expect for Maryam to be able to defend herself? What does Allah say? He says, silent. Of all things, the moment where you need to defend yourself because you've got a child and there's no husband, Allah says, silence. Zachariah, the same thing, silence. What is within silence? There's a great power within silence. We haven't been told to remain silent though, in terms of fasting. Yes, it's better for us to remain silent. Control your tongue and you'll find that you better yourself when it comes to the hereafter. One of the most important things is that, the ability to control your tongue. Each one of us needs to do that. <coughs> Each one of us needs to develop that. The spiritual journey dictates that you have control. This is why one of the most important things within spirituality is muraqibah. Make sure that you are vigilant of yourself, diligent and vigilant of yourself. Make sure that you're taking hisab of yourself. Make sure that you are muraqib of yourself so that you understand what you are to understand your tongue. Goes back again. Man arafa nafsa Become selfless. One of the best ways of selflessness is the control of the tongue. Control this tongue. Make sure that you control this tongue. What else then? As we are journeying now, the other most important thing is that when you can control this tongue, the second thing that comes is Ibad of Imam Masoom. You see, today, when Allah gives us a decree, we don't follow it. We make 110 excuses. You know what was different about Abu Fadl Abbas? Is that he had two characteristics. One was the fact that he was silent in obeying the Imam of the time. Today, we need to instill these values within us. The ability to obey the Imam of our time and the ability to remain quiet. Everything lies within that. The Urafa are all there, right? As I said, there are 360 companions of the Imam living. When one dies, another one comes. When the other dies, another one comes. They can be of all walks of life. Atullah Khui's friend said in Masjid Khan in Tabriz, in the Madrasa Khan in Tabriz, where he went there, in those days, Sayyid Khui went to Najaf 
his friend went to Tabriz to study. Over there, there used to be a man. Final story. Over there, there used to be a man who used to clean up, warm the water. He was a person who used to remove the garbage. You know what a story is? Inshallah, I'll tell you the story tomorrow. But the summary was this. He was a special servant of the Imam. And that tells us that even within this room, we wouldn't know it. It's more than possible a servant of the Imam is sitting here. 360. The world is never free of the helpers of the Imam. This is that power. Become one like that. Open your hearts. Become something. You can become that. All it requires for you is to connect. How do we connect? Everything is there. What did Gaudi say? We I'm going to repeat what we said yesterday. Take care of your five daily prayers. Make it the axis of your life. Everything else flows from that. Because the rahmah of Allah comes from that. You see, if you follow all those things which are mustahab, for example, fasting on a Monday or a Thursday, giving sadaqah removes problems coming in your life. Giving sadaqah, putting your hands in your pockets and giving that. They say that Abu al-Fadl Abbas had three characteristics. Three characteristics, one of them that he was courageous, one of them that he had knowledge, the other one that he was generous. You've heard the appeal today. It's no benefit to me but your community. For the sake of Abu al-Fadl al-Abbas, if each one of you were to take out some money for the sake of the center, tomorrow your children and their children and their children will benefit. So before you go today, I was listening to the appeal. For the sake of Abu al-Fadl, for the sake of the generosity, for the sake of the fact that we are holding a majlis of Sayyidul Shuhada here, where Fatima al-Zahra salam comes, for the sake of that, clear the debt of this community. There's a million pounds or million dollars or whatever it is that's remaining. If each one of you was to take even $300 out, the entire debt would clear. There's enough people here that even if you were to take out $300, before you go out, do that, clear it, finish off so that your future generation can benefit. So that next year and the year after, there's no burden on the committees that come forward. Because the 12th Imam will ask you, what did you do for your community and your society? What did you do for the progression of Islam? One of the biggest ways that we can help out is to help out the system.